Hi, everybody, and welcome to localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Courtney Omernick, and today you're listening to Job Search Guide, where we bring in experienced individuals to gather tips and advice about job searching for the millions of job seekers out there. Today we have Ann Fisher, a contributing writer for CNN Money and Fortune.com. And she's going to be talking with us today about dressing for success for your interviews and in the workplace. So welcome, Ann, and thanks for joining us today. Thank you. All right. Well, let's get started with our first question. Could you just briefly describe your experience related to this topic? Well, you know, I think I've been doing this column for about 17 years now, and over Mm -hmm. the course of that time, dress codes in the workplace have changed completely. In some places, they've sort of disappeared. In fact, you know, for example, when I started my career, there was no business casual, um, and there was no casual Fridays, and everybody sort of knew what business attire was and was not. And now, you kind of have workplaces that are all over the place. I mean, some are very casual, some are still very dressy, um, or at least relatively dressy. So I think it's more confusing than it used to be to figure out what to wear Mm -hmm. to an interview and what to wear to work. Actually, what to wear to an interview is harder because you don't work at the company yet, so you don't get a chance to look around and see what other people are wearing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once you start working someplace, obviously, uh, the best thing to do is always to just dress like your boss. You dress like the job you want instead of the job you have. But, you know, that's harder to do when you don't actually work at a place yet. Exactly. So let's just start at the beginning then with the, you get the call and then you get the interview. So how do you decide what to wear? What's maybe a good practice for men and maybe a good practice for women if you just want to touch on both? Well, as a general rule, it's always better to be a little bit overdressed for an interview. Dress a little more formally. I mean, it's often true that when you walk into an office where there's a meeting going on or there's a group of people, the most casually dressed people in the in the room are usually the most powerful. Everybody else kind of overdresses just a little bit. And I think for men, a good thing for a job interview is always a sport coat. A suit is a little bit overdressed for most jobs these days. But a sport coat, nice slacks, a tie. You know, the nice thing about that kind of outfit is that you can dress it down. If you get there and you're you're way overdressed compared to the interviewer, um, you can always take your jacket off, take your tie off, and put it in your pocket. Uh, whereas if you come in very casual, it's hard from there to dress up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's easier to dress down if you come in a little more formal. And that's sort of true for women, too. I think one of the biggest changes uh, in the past decade or so is the complete acceptability now of women coming to work in pants. I mean, believe it or not, when I first started working, you couldn't even wear pants to work, and it didn't even matter if it was cold out or what. You were expected to wear a dress or a skirt, you know, um, or a suit with a skirt or whatever. And now I think that it's much more open as far as women being able to wear slacks. Still, though, for a job interview, I would dress a little fancier than you think is really required because you're being scrutinized here. You're under the microscope in this situation, and it's always better to look a little more formal rather than a little less formal. You can wear pants, but... You know, wear nice pants. Don't wear <laughs> the same jeans that you would wear to hang around at home, for instance, are totally unacceptable. Nice pants, a nice top, maybe a jacket, depending on what kind of outfit you have. And um, 
you know, no need to go crazy, but just look a little bit nicer than you really have to look. And then when you start working there, you know, you can just tell by looking around what the dress code is. At some companies, you can call before an interview and ask about the dress code. Say, you know, to either the, the assistant to the person who's going to be interviewing you, for example, you know, what what do people usually wear? What do you recommend wearing? And see what they say, you know. Um, and uh, at some companies, you can get very good information that way. Another way I've heard of before an interview is people actually standing around outside. <laughs> I don't recommend this necessarily, mm-hmm. but I've heard of this, where people stand around outside the building, either at the, mor- in the morning rush hour when everybody's arriving around 9 o'clock or so, or uh, later in the day around 5, 5.30, just to see, like people going in and out of the building, what are they wearing? Um, and sometimes you can really get terrific intelligence that way and avoid um, making a big mistake. You do want to dress a little bit more formal, obviously, as you pointed out, for the interview. Um, and you said, you know, it kind of you have to kind of gauge what the company is. But what about like the industry that you're going into? For example, if you're a graphic designer and you're going in for a graphic designer position, is that going to be different than what an accountant would wear? Or do you say it's really is company specific, more or less? Well, it varies a lot from industry to industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going into banking, you know, it's a relatively conservative image that you want to project, obviously, because nobody wants a creative banker. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really almost a contradiction in terms. Whereas, you know, by contrast, as you mentioned, going to work for a, a graphic design firm where creativity and idiosyncrasy are valued, then you can be a little more relaxed. I mean, usually when you've been in an industry for a while, you know, for a few years out of school or even longer, you kind of know what the general dress code is. Although, again, that's changing in a lot of places. And if you look at things like tattoos and piercings, for example, you hardly ever see them in a bank, an insurance company, any kind of financial company, Whereas if you go to like a new media or an advertising or graphic design firm, you know, you see a lot more tattoos and piercings. Again, you know, that reflects whether the environment is really super conservative or more more of a creative environment. Mm -hmm. I still think, though, no matter what industry, when you're going in for that initial interview, you should be a little more dressed up maybe than you would otherwise be on a regular work day. Again, just because you're being scrutinized and you want to be at your best in that particular situation. Mm -hmm. So speaking of those tattoos and piercings, everybody's going to have different styles and personalities. And yes, you do want to look professional, but how do you let your personality really shine through in the outfit that you wear without having it look unprofessional? Well, I think that after a while, especially for women, there are so many more choices. You kind of develop your own style. If you get in the habit of wearing very nice pantsuits, you know, you're wearing pants, but you can vary the tops a lot. You can wear bright colors. You can wear interesting patterns. You can sort of shake it up a little bit that way. Guys don't have as much of a choice, actually. I mean, you know, nice slacks, decent shirt, and there you go. I mean... There isn't a lot of variation in men's clothing. 
Although some designers have been trying to introduce some, but it, it never seems to get very far. So, you know, like some designers actually have men in skirts, which you never see in the business world ever, ever. So um, not even at creative firms with, with no dress code. It, it really is whatever you're comfortable in that still looks businesslike. Mm-hmm. And if you have any doubts about that, you can always look around, see what your boss is wearing, see what your boss's boss is wearing. And even if you don't want their jobs, at least that gives you an idea of sort of what's acceptable at that company. And there are an awful lot of people sort of erring on the side of too casual, not business-like enough these days. And uh, if everybody just looked at what their boss is wearing, that that mistake would usually be avoided. So let's say even you are going into a company that's really comfortable and, you know, you want to dress up a little bit. If you do have those facial piercings or visible tattoos, what should you do? Do you have any tips for maybe how to cover those up or maybe take the piercings out, anything like that? Oh, well, that depends. Um, it depends. I mean, you, you sort of have to begin as you're going to continue in a way with those because if you take them out, if you take the piercings out for mm-hmm. the interview, for example, but you intend to wear them to work, then wear them to the interview also. And if they don't like you because of the piercings, well, okay. You know, you've mm-hmm. you've avo- avoided a bad fit right at the beginning. The same with tattoos. I don't know. If you have tattoos, you know, on some visible part of your body um, that's visible, I mean, even when you're wearing business clothes, I wouldn't even bother trying to cover them up. I mean, either they're acceptable or they're not. If you cover them up for the interview and then you come to work every day with those tattoos showing, they're going to feel like whoever interviewed you is going to feel like they didn't have an accurate picture of who you really mm-hmm. were or what you, what your style really is. So, you know, be yourself. I mean, you have to be yourself. If you have tattoos and piercings um, and you're going to have them every single day going forward, then you might as well wear them to the interview as well. If they count against you, you're probably just not in the right place, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, this whole area of how you look and how you present yourself is part of your personal brand. And your personal brand obviously has to fit in with the company's sense of its own brand. And that's very closely allied to corporate culture. So that if you're going into a company where you're completely dressed completely wrong for that company and that culture, then you probably don't belong there. You know, it's interesting the extent to which how you dress is a reflection of who you are and the kinds of thoughts that you have and the kinds of ideas that you have. And, uh, you know, there are some organizations that just don't allow tattoos and piercings, period. So if you have them, you don't want to work there anyway. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's almost a self-selection process. A bank, for example, or a, any other very conservative company is going to frown on that. And if it's an important part of who you are, then obviously you don't want to work there. It's, you know, it may seem like a superficial, you know, small item, you know, how you look, but it really matters because it's part of the brand, both both your brand and and the company's. Exactly. So let's say you do get the position. Um, what about after you have been hired in your first couple of days? 
on the job. We stated before that, you know, if it's maybe a more casual company, you can kind of gauge that with an interview. But that first week or two when people are kind of just getting to know you, are you going to want to dress maybe a little bit more professional or should you just kind of dress how the rest of the company dresses? I think it's really important to fit in. I think it's Mm -hmm. really important to dress pretty much the way everybody else does, which is not to say that you want precisely the same look, like a uniform kind of look, but just sort of the same degree of formality as everybody else. And you can kind of tell just by looking around, um, especially noticing what your boss wears, um, assuming that you want to work um, work your way up in the company and move up, whether you want your jobs, your boss's specific job or not, you always want to dress like the people who are one level higher than you. And that, you know, that is something that you usually just pick up by os- osmosis. I mean, you just sort of look around and say, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, some people are wearing jackets. You know, you might want to wear a jacket some days, not other days. Um, if there's a casual Friday, obviously, you want to be casual on, on those days. And it actually can be a lot of fun, you know, trying to uh, figure out what to wear to work. Again, it's more fun for women than it is for men because we have so many more choices that it's, you know, men don't really have a very wide range of choice at all, unfortunately. So there is some conversation, you know, going around that sometimes dressing up helps you get more respect from like your colleagues or your direct reports. And if you do want to move up and you're in like maybe an entry level position or you want to move into that managerial role, do you think it's better to dress more formal so that your colleagues and direct reports respect you a bit more, look up to you? Um, As a general rule, yes. I mean, in some companies, it won't help you that much anyway. I mean, it just depends. But as a general rule, yes, it is It is better to dress the same as higher-ups, if indeed there's any difference between higher-ups and the people at whatever level you're at. I mean, I think in a lot of companies now, there really isn't that big of a difference. There may be subtle differences, um, different kinds of accessories, different colors even. You may notice that more senior people wear darker colors and don't wear bright colors as often. Little things like that that you can pick up on that I think other people notice sort of subliminally. You know, other mm-hmm. people notice how you dress without really consciously noticing it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Say you are a part of a more casual work environment. What do you think might be considered maybe too casual for men and women? Well, the reason that we got started discussing this in the column was that I had been getting letters from people who were saying they were working with colleagues who just sort of dressed, dressed just as they would if they were staying home all day, you know, kind of flip-flops, jeans, tank tops, you know, this was in the summer, obviously, you know, very casual. I mean, the kind of clothes you wear to run to the grocery store or clean out the garage or whatever you're doing at home. And coming to work that way is really not, in most industries, a good idea at all. Because, again, it gets back to your personal brand. You want to project a certain image, certain uh, image of success and competence, and as if you care about the work. I mean, you know, you respect the, the work and the company. So that's how the whole discussion got started mm-hmm. was, you know, anything you can use as a rule of thumb. Here we go. Anything you would wear 
at home, if you weren't going to work, is too casual for work. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, that's, that's pretty much the only generalization you can make with as much variation as there is now. Yeah. So do you think there is maybe like with all this talk about obviously what you wear to interviews and what you wear to work, is there a point or a concern that too much emphasis gets placed on the dress and appearance of a worker maybe versus their actual skill or production? Well, I think you still have to have the skills and you still have to produce the results. I mean, you know, you could be the best dresser in the world and if you don't produce the results and if your boss can't rely on you, uh, then you know, it's, you're not going anywhere in that company in the long run. So, you know, dressing, dressing well or having a knack for dressing appropriately is just sort of the icing on the cake. I mean, it's, it completes the package, if you will. And um, it's never, it's never a substitute for doing good work. Never, ever. Um, but it can make the difference. You know, one of the people I interviewed for one of my columns was an image consultant who works with companies, and she was saying that she gets hired, she gets brought into a company when there's somebody whose work is so good that they want to promote that person, but they can't promote them until they look ready for the next level. In other words, her job is to come in and make sure that that person looks like a partner or looks like a vice president, which is really interesting when you think about it, because obviously they wouldn't be concerned about this person in the first place unless their work was first rate. And yet, you know, they can't promote them until they look the part. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's more true for the rest of us than we realize sometimes. You can do great work, but if you, if you still don't look the part, there's some hesitation about promoting you. Yeah. So speaking of which, um, to help our listeners out, what are just some of the biggest mistakes that you've seen really from men and women in the workplace in regards to how they dress? You know, they tend to fall into two main categories. For women, the main mistake seems to be showing too much skin or being too sexy at work, too short skirts, too high heels, too much makeup. I mean, you want to come across as, you know, an attractive person, of course, which you are, but not a real sexy image because that can be very distracting to people in a business setting and it's kind of not appropriate. And that's a mistake that women make all the time. I think because the media throws images at us just constantly mm -hmm. about, you know, being sexy and wearing a lot of makeup and you really kind of have to watch that at work. And for men... <laughs> it's kind of the sloppiness factor comes into it where men just, you know, left to their own devices without a wife or a girlfriend or somebody to sort of go, what, you're wearing that kind of mm -hmm. thing, can be a little bit sloppy, a little bit dirty, a little bit messy. And that's the thing that, you know, men have to watch out for is often when, for example, this image consultant gets called in, you know, she starts with a hairstylist, a good haircut, um, and work her, works her way down, you know, clean clothes, pressed, matching, all that stuff, which sounds, you know, pretty obvious, but a lot of people just don't have a knack for it or don't take it seriously enough to make sure that they do it. So do you know of, like, any resources where job seekers or maybe employees can go to help themselves figure out what to wear in their specific type of work environment? Well, the only thing is, you know, again, there's so much variation from one place to another that 
you know, you have to spend a little time in that environment and just see what is acceptable to wear and what isn't. You know, it really can vary a lot. And so you just have to kind of look around and and especially look above you and <laughs> see what people are wearing. You know, there are some creative businesses where it's perfectly fine to come to work, you know, looking a little bit more casual, especially in, in hot weather or in a hot climate. And other environments where it's absolutely not acceptable. You have to be in a suit and tie every day. Um, so the only thing the only thing you can really do is just kind of look around and be aware of it. You know, be be conscious of what you're wearing as part of your personal brand and, and how you present yourself. Yeah. What about for people who may be on like limited budgets? Do you have any good places or resources where they can go to shop for maybe some cost effective clothing? Well, one thing that I think works really well for for both men and women is to have a lot of separates, like to have a lot of mix and match things that go together. Mm -hmm. Like even if you don't have a huge clothing budget or you just don't care enough about clothes to spend a huge amount of your income uh, on clothes, you can always get like five good pieces and just sort of mix and match them, skirts and tops or shirts and slacks. And, um, you know, now there are all these wonderful sales all the time. The retailers are having to compete with the Internet and compete with each other for consumers' dollars in a way that they never used to. And so somebody's always having a sale, um, some department store, and there's no reason to ever pay full price at a department mm-hmm. store because they have so many sales. I don't know if you've ever noticed. I mean, Macy's has a one-day sale practically every other day. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you need something, just wait a few days. It'll be on sale. Yeah. And there are places like Marshall's, you know, mm-hmm. and designer clothes at like half price. Uh, Burlington Coat Factory is another one. So you can really get some amazing deals, you know, if you just look around a little bit. Right. So we're coming into our last few moments of this episode. So do you have any final tips that you have for individuals when it comes to successfully suiting up for that interview and in the workplace? Well, I would say, you know, be yourself and let your clothes express you. But at the same time, you know, try to fit in with the environment around you, starting with the interviewer, because it all comes into how you're going to do in that company and whether you're going to get promoted. So, you know, appearances, for better or worse, matter matter a lot. And, uh, you know, it's something that if you just spend a little time at the beginning thinking about it, then you can forget about it and go on to being productive and wonderful at your job. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of Job Search Guide. Many thanks to Ann Fisher, contributing writer for CNN Money and Fortune.com. I would like to take this final moment to encourage our listeners to continue listening to localjobnetwork.com radio. And if you have any comments, suggestions, or questions, please email us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Once again, this has been Courtney Omernick from localjobnetwork.com radio, and thank you for tuning into today's program. <laughs>